Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Merge. I'm your host, Denny Willard, and today we are going to be talking about all of the things that I watched this past week, including the three movies that were randomly picked for me, which were Old School, Pixels, and Silence of the Lambs. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to, about all three of these. Um, I definitely have some things to say about a couple of the movies, some good, some bad. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, but first, let's talk about all the things that I've watched. Well, there's not that many things, but the couple things that I did watch in addition to those movies. Um, so I mentioned last week I was watching Naruto, still watching Naruto, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I also, so sometimes what I do is like whenever I'm like about to go to sleep, I'll go through Netflix and I'll just pick a movie that I don't really care about just to kind of have on the background. A movie that I'm interested in, but also not enough to like keep me awake, if that makes sense. I find like the happy medium. And that movie was Spider-Man 3. Um, so, <laughs> this movie is widely hated, obviously. There's reasons why it should be. Um, I don't hate it. I think hate is a strong word for, this, for that movie, because I think... I don't know. It's like a nostalgia thing. Like, if it was a new Spider-Man movie, I probably wouldn't like it. But I think that it... There's a, First of all, I didn't watch the whole movie. I only watched parts because I haven't seen the whole thing in a long time. So I just kind of skipped around. There's a, there's some okay parts of that movie. I mean, when I say okay, I'm not talking about when Tobey Maguire is dancing uh, to no music in the middle of the street. You know, that that kind of stuff. The the emo Tobey Maguire, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the Sandman stuff I thought was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's bad. I know it's bad. I'm just trying to defend it because I grew up with it. But I do remember seeing that movie in theaters. Like, I was a huge Tobey Maguire Spider-Man fan when I was a kid. Like, that's the only reason that I have any respect for that movie, basically, is what I'm saying. So, yeah. Um also, on a side note, could you imagine if Tobey Maguire was the, like, Marvel Disney Spider-Man? Nuts. It, first of all, it wouldn't work at all because the guys, like, I don't even know how old Tobey Maguire was in that movie, but he was supposed to be a college student somehow. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Whatever. Tom Holland's obviously a lot younger, but, yeah, it probably wouldn't have worked as well. It definitely would not have worked as well. Sorry, Toby. Um so yeah, let's get straight into the movies that I was supposed to watch. Um, now, I did enjoy all three of these movies to some degree, um, but I'll just go in order of when I watched them, kind of like last week. So the first movie I watched was Silence of the Lambs, and um, yeah, it, that movie was like awesome. It was really, really good. I'm mad at myself for not seeing it sooner because, well, I know, so like, a lot of people are a fan of that movie. I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't like that movie, but it's, I don't know. It's just one of those movies where it's like, I never got around to watching it, but I'm glad I finally did. Um, and here's what I have to say about it. So Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins are both amazing in the movie. Anthony Hopkins, especially that guy is, I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, I mean, the only other thing that I really have seen him in is Westworld. But he was great in Westworld, um, and they're two completely different characters. You know, Hannibal and um, I can't remember his name in Westworld, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, they're both great in this movie, and uh, I would definitely say that they are the stars of the show. The guy who played Buffalo Bill was good too. I don't know what that actor's name is though. Um, 
but Buffalo Bill, I mean, that talk about a weirdo. <laughs> that guy was. I mean, now I see where the uh, lotion in the basket um, quote comes from. And I've been saying that a lot ever since I watched the movie. So, uh, yeah, but strange dude. Uh, Ted Levine or Levine or Le- I don't know. Ted Levine, I'm just going to say. That's his name. But anyways, yeah. So he was uh, an interesting character in the movie, to say the least. But um, I don't know. This The reason that this movie, I think, was so good to me was the fact that it was like... This is going to sound like... I don't know if depressing is the right word or what, but I like movies that have dark like plots, if that makes sense. Like not like anything super demented, just like grim feeling movies for some reason. I don't know why, but those are the ones that I like the most. And this movie has a lot of like dark and psychological like elements, I guess. So it fits perfectly into what I like to watch. Um, but it is overly uh, disturbing at times. There's a lot of graphic scenes in the movie when they're like identifying bodies and stuff and just, you know, various uh, things being thrown at Jodie Foster when, she's wa- when she first is walking to Hannibal's cell. Uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of, a lot of interesting things in this movie, but um, it was great, and it actually reminded me a lot of Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. There was a lot of things in it that reminded me of that movie. Um, I haven't seen Seven in a long time, but I definitely was able to pick out some things in this movie that just I was able to make the connection. Those two seem very similar. Um, and you're probably like, well, you've seen the movie, and it was in the horror category, uh, so how was that horror movie, buddy? I know it, it's not a horror movie, <laughs> and I mentioned that last week when I picked it. It was uh, misplaced on the list. Obviously, I didn't know that going in. I thought, you know, I don't know. It. I mean, I would say it, there's just no jump scares, but it is like a creepy. There, there's definitely a horror vibe to it. So, you know, I don't know. Um, but either way, really like the movie. Um, it has a dark atmosphere and tone, which I'm a fan of, and the story is great. And it's incredibly well acted. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, which I think is the highest that I've rated. I don't even think Escape from New York got that much. That's the highest rated movie thus far is uh, Silence of the Lambs. Definitely recommend that one if you haven't seen it, although most people probably have. Um, Definitely check that one out. Uh, But then the second movie I watched was Old School. Uh I did not expect much from this movie, and I def- it exceeded my expectations. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. It was definitely good. It was funny. Um, I would say easily the best part of the movie is Will Ferrell, obviously, because uh, the whole thing is like he basically like the movie starts and he's you know getting married, and then he slowly just f- like flies off the rails and uh, becomes Frank the Tank. And that's that's my favorite part of the whole movie is just watching Will Ferrell uh, just go wild. And uh, I think what really helps also is the fact that the the group has a good dynamic. You know, like you got Mitch, who's the main guy, um, who uh, they actually uh, Luke Wilson. Sorry, Luke Wilson, who's the guy who is just you know trying to like find a girl. You know, yada yada. And then you got Vince Vaughn, who's Already settled down, but is like the party guy trying to set up, uh, you know, moves. We get this frat together, make plans and all that. And then Will Ferrell is just the party animal who just goes off the rails and is like the wild card of the group. So it's good. It's a good chemistry. It's a good 
a fun, entertaining group of people to watch. And the actors, I mean, obviously I said Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and Luke Wilson I'm not entirely familiar with. And honestly, I would say he was probably the weakest character in the movie for me. Uh, at least as far as the main three go, I would say Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and then uh, Luke Wilson. Were probably That's probably the order that I'd put them in. Uh, he wasn't bad. It was just, he was kind of like boring sometimes. He wasn't like the, he didn't really do anything like, I don't know, you know, it's whatever, but they had Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell to kind of pick up the slack there. So, uh, and then Snoop Dogg was in the movie, which I didn't know about. I thought that was great. I didn't expect that at all when he showed up. So that was good. Um, and I also noticed quickly that this is where a lot of like famous quotes that I've heard (laughs) have come from. Like you're you're my boy blue that one I I never knew what that was from but now I do and then it also has the Sean William Scott that that one uh, gif where he's like yes that is awesome after he tranquilized darts uh, Will Ferrell's character or well he tranquilized tranquilized darts himself I can't say that word um, but yeah the fact that I I just never realized that that's what that was from so that was cool to finally see that because uh, again I didn't expect it. Um, one random thing too, I, the girl that Mitch ends up with, uh, God, now I gotta look up the actress's name. She doesn't look like her now, but at, in the movie to me, she looked like Gwyneth Paltrow or she didn't look like her really, but she like reminded me of Gwyneth Paltrow for some reason. Uh, Ellen Pompeo, Pompeo, I I don't know how to say her name, whatever. Yeah. She, for some reason in the movie, she looked like Gwyneth Paltrow that I just could not stop thinking that the whole time just a random thought um so yeah it's a good comedy movie and will ferrell i would say steals the show in the movie um it's got some memorable quotes and some funny moments um but i don't really think it was like i don't think it was especially funny but it was funny enough for it to be a good comedy movie so i would i'm gonna give it a uh six out of ten uh, which I think is perfect for this movie because it's above average, but it's not too high above average. It's just, it's a good comedy movie. So that's perfect. Six out of 10. Okie doke. And then the last movie I watched this week was pixels. Um, this movie sucked kind of, it really sucked actually, if I'm being honest, I, and it, it's a shame cause like I wanted to like it so bad just because the concept was great. It's right up my alley. I'm a huge gamer. It just seemed perfect. You know, the, the on paper, it seems perfect. The concept. Um, but yeah, it just fell flat on its face. Kind of, I, I don't know. I guess the first thing that kind of bugged me was so Adam Sandler and Michelle Monaghan, Monaghan, I, I don't know how to say her name, Monaghan or Monaghan, whatever, I think it's Monaghan, so Adam Sandler and Michelle Monaghan, um, they just like, their love story in the movie or whatever is so cheesy and just cringy, like, ugh, it's not good, like, it's, every interaction they have is just super cringy for me, and it's hard to watch, they just flirt awkwardly these like little jabs that they always take at each other they so the whole thing is adam sandler's character walks into the house because he installs um like uh tv equipment sorry uh tv equipment and 
So he goes to this person's house, Michelle Monahan's house, and uh, her kid answers the door. They're like hanging out. He starts installing all their TV parts, and then they just right off the bat. Oh no! The first thing that happens, so she, she walks into the kitchen as they're talking, the kid and him, and he just goes, "Whoa!" Like to her face, and immediately I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" I knew where it was going. It was just, "Oh God." And then they just start drinking wine in a closet out of nowhere. It's like, what, what in the world? Just a million things. I, I don't know. I, it just felt so cheesy. Ugh. It's hard. It was hard to watch. But the concept, like I said, and the visuals, I think were what sort of saved this movie. I mean, it's still not a good movie, but it's like the one redeeming quality, or I guess the two redeeming qualities, the concept and the visuals. Um. Yeah, it's just all the video game stuff was amazing, too, when they're shooting Centipede. I love the light guns. Like, that whole thing is amazing. Um, and easily the best part of the movie. The best part of the, <laughs> the best part of Pixels is the Pixels. So, yeah. Um, but it just felt like, I don't know, the one guy, the conspiracy theorist guy, was, like, just yelling the whole time to be funny, and it wasn't... Um, and I like Adam Sandler. I guess I just like old Adam Sandler, except for Uncut Gems. I guess it's the one exception. I haven't really seen a whole lot of new Adam Sandler, so I don't know. I don't know if this is just like what... It It just felt lazy, the whole movie. And I know it was his movie, and, you know, I don't know. I, it, I just didn't like it, really. So, um, yeah, the only reason I would ever rewatch this movie is to see the video game stuff again. But even then, it's not really... To, that much to go back to although i will say uh i almost forgot to say this i will say that peter dinklage is probably the best character in the movie by far kevin james is okay too but i would say peter dinklage is probably the most entertaining character and the most uh i don't know he just wasn't he he was the funniest is what i'm trying to say good lord uh and you know i don't know he just i love peter dinklage so maybe i'm biased but you know he was the saving grace, I would say. That, the visuals, and the concept. Best parts about the movie. So, there you go. Um, I gave it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> it's, it's probably not a surprise based on how I've been talking about it. So, that's by far the... Or not by far, but that's definitely the lowest uh, thus far on the list. So, Pixels got a 4 out of 10, which is super meh. That's below average. And if it weren't for amazing CG and good concept, it probably would have been like a two. Uh, yeah, so it's not one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's not great. So, yeah. Um, but those were the three movies that I watched this week, and those were my opinions and thoughts and ratings uh, on all three of the movies. Um, so you know what it's time for. It's time for my movie. Oh boy. So <clears throat> I just want to apologize ahead of time. You're about to hear quite possibly the worst Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, and uh president <laughs> impression of your life. Everybody I present to you, Code Red. <clears throat> The movie takes place in Washington, D.C., 24 years after the events of Silence of the Lambs, 
Clary Starling quit her job at the FBI because the events regarding Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill had traumatized her far too much. She moved out to D.C. and decided to work at her cousin's butcher shop, which was called You Got a Beef Kid in Me, or YGBKM for short. Even though she felt it was a great idea, uh, sorry, even though she felt it wasn't a great idea given her traumatic experiences years ago. The world was still recovering from an alien invasion that had occurred just months ago. Many of the buildings in D.C. were damaged and pixelated and there were remnants of Tetris blocks and Donkey Kong barrels littering the city. Clarice was outside of the butcher shop, sweeping up some more pixelated blocks. Jeez. Jeez, seems like these things are multiplying, she said. Clarice, you've been sweeping all day. Come grab some food and go on break, said JP. JP was Clarice's cousin, who owned the butcher shop. The poor guy's initial stood for James Pork. That pretty much explains why he goes by JP. <laughs> Although his name did set him up pretty good for the butcher business. Yeah, it did. Clarice walked inside and went to the break room. She jumped as soon as she entered the room because the break room table had a human hand on the plate. What in tarnation? She said as she uh, jumped and covered her eyes. She removed her hand from her face and looked at the table again and realized that it wasn't a human hand. It was only a lamb chop. JP came running into the room. What happened? He yelled. Gosh, Clarice, you gotta get your head straight. I mean, that was 24 years ago. You have no idea what it was like. The things I saw, the mind games he... Just then, a breaking news story appeared in Breaking Room TV. At the very same instant, Clarice's phone began to ring. Uh, ring. <laughs> Just as Clarice answered her phone, she re- she... Oh my God. She read the words... White House has been breached on the TV. Hello, Clarice. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Such a pleasure to speak with you again. D- Dr. Lecter? That's right, Clarice. Don't worry, I trust we'll be meeting face-to-face very soon. That is, if you aren't too late. That's supposed to be Hannibal Lecter, by the way. I'm so sorry for that impression. Hannibal hung up the phone. And now you're talking to him on the phone. All right, maybe it's best if you just take the rest of the week off, Clarice. Clear your head, JP suggested. No, she shouted. I swear on my life that he was on the other end of that phone call. Clarice sat down and didn't say a word for a few moments. Silence filled the room. Just a couple minutes later, the Secret Service barged into YGBKM. Clarice stood up and ran out into the shop. Clarice, we need you to come with us, President's orders, said the agent. What could the President want with me? She asked. Your skill set, he said. Clarice just stared at him in disbelief, stared is a hard word to say. She didn't want to admit that she knew that Dr. Leckward, Leckward, oh my god, Lecter was the breach in the White House, but she knew she had to go. They arrived at the White House, and Clarice was escorted to the Oval Office. She entered the room, and immediately she noticed that there were a dozen guards in the room. At least. The President stood up and greeted her. President Trump, it's an honor, sir. 
Welcome, Clarice. I'm sorry you were rushed here on such short notice, but I think you know why you're here, said the president. <laughs> I, I do, I, I do, sir. It's Hannibal Lecter, isn't it? She asked. Yes, ma'am. She has been sp- he has been spotted in the White House. We don't know how he got here or why he's here, but he is. It is believed that he has become... Sh- it is believed that he has come to assassinate me, or worse. This is officially a code red. I, I understand, sir. What can I do to help? You've been in this man's head before, Clarice. You know how he plays his games, and we need you to help us weed him out. <laughs> I will do... I will do everything in my power, sir, to, or to help stop him, sir. I'm so sorry. That's great to hear, Mrs. Starling. Now I think the first logical step would be to... Just then, the Oval Office door opened and the power went out, causing the room to go pitch black. Clarice dropped to the ground immediately in terror. There were gunshots going off all around her and the only thing lighting up the room were the small flashes coming from the barrels of the guns being shot. She looked around the room as the shots fired and she swore that she saw doctors like doc oh my god. She looked around the room as the shots fired and she swore that she saw Dr. Lecter's face for a brief moment amidst the chaos. The shots stopped and the room went silent. Clarice opened her eyes only to see that the room was pitch black. She felt around the room trying to escape. Just then, the lights came back on. She looked around the room and couldn't believe her eyes. All of the guards were dead, and the president was gone. She immediately ran towards the door and slipped on a trail of blood on the ground in the shape of an arrow. What in the... Her eyes followed the trail down the hall and saw that it was leading downstairs. She slowly followed the trail as the alarms were blaring throughout the building. After following for a while, the trail stopped in an elevator. She hit the button to call it to her level. The doors opened and she entered. This ends today, Dr. Lecter, she whispered to herself. Excuse me. (laughs) It seemed like the longest elevator ride of her life, but the doors finally opened. All that she saw was a huge dark room with a small lit up area in the distance. It seemed as if the room were the size of an airplane hangar. Mr. President, Clarice, I'm over here. <laughs> the president yelled. She noticed that in the lit up area was the president tied in a chair. She ran as fast as she could towards him. When she made it to him, she immediately began undoing his bindings. Thank you, Clarice. You're doing a tremendous job, said Trump. Of course, Mr. President. Now we have to get out of here. Just as she finished freeing the president, wow, I just had a stroke, she noticed that his face didn't seem right. It almost seemed too disfigured. The president stood up from the chair, grabbed the loose skin on his face, and pulled. It was just then that Clarice realized the mistake that she had made. She had fallen for Dr. Lecter's trap. She had just freed him because he was wearing the president's face. After fully removing the mask, he stared at her. Hello, Clarice. That was a Trump impression, but it was supposed to be Hannibal. Hannibal Hannibal pointed a tranquilizer gun at Clarice and fired at her neck. Clarice jumped herself awake and screamed. She looked around the room and realized that she was in the break room at the YGBKM. It was all a dream, and she was beyond relieved. Aw, damn it. I slept on my lamb chop. 
Roll credits. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that was Code Red. Uh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry for those horrible impressions. I did the best that I possibly could. It's hard to do a Hannibal Lecter impression. That's what that whole thing taught me. Uh, and a Trump impression. I would uh, And Jodie Foster. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe I'm just horrible at impressions. But either way, uh, that was Code Red. So... I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely made that one a little longer than uh, A Snake in the Woods. Um, but, you know, they're not all going to be the same length, so it's whatever. So, yeah, it is that time to figure out what I'm going to be watching this week. All righty. Um, so, the category for the first movie is going to be Animated Slash Family. So, we got Animated Slash Family. Uh, what else? comedy and then hold on i'm getting duplicates there we go uh animated slash family 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 god i cannot talk uh comedy and action and adventure so let's see what the animated slash family movie is going to be uh it looks like we are going to be watching pirates of the caribbean okay uh, I'm looking forward to that because that's a big one right there. That's one of the big dogs that I'm ashamed of not ever seeing. So Pirates of the Caribbean is our animated slash family movie. Um, and then we got comedy, which is going to be uh, Zoolander. Okay. Again, another movie that I'm not super familiar with, but you know. Uh, it's whatever. I worked when the second one came out and I know that one did not get good reviews. So that's basically all I know about Zoolander. And then let's do the action and adventure. Oh, one. Oh, it's going to be a big dog. Die hard. Oh my God. Okay. This, I just put die hand on my piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> so die hard. Uh, we got die hard, uh, What's it called? Die Hard, Pirates of the Caribbean, and um, Zoolander. Solid. I'm looking forward to this week for sure. Um, those are some heavy hitters right there. Uh, so I don't know which ones I'm going to watch first because out of those three, I mean, Die Hard and Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm like equally excited for. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'll be watching this week. Um, so I just wanted to say a quick thank you also because... I've been getting a lot of great feedback from people for this uh, new podcast, and I really appreciate it. So thank you to everybody who is enjoying so far. I know I've only got one real episode out. Well, this will make two. But, um, yeah, it's it's so much fun, man. So I'm glad people are liking it. So uh, I am going to uh, start diving into these movies. I will see you all next week, and thank you for listening. Take care, everybody.